to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Ava Marie. And I'm Shonda Dixon. And today we are talking about women and healthcare. I don't have to, well, actually, let me take that back. I got something to say on this topic. <laughs> okay. but, but my sister was telling me about the recent experience that I was just like, oh, we need to talk about this on the podcast because healthcare is out of control. Well, not only is it out of control, but I feel like we've got this time where doctors, they just don't give a care. And that's nice version. That's me being PC. <laughs> um, but no, like, I feel like when we when we grew up, like doctors were way more caring and they wanted to see you heal and they were more tied to their jobs. I just don't think that there's the same amount of care, consideration, compassion, empathy um, that we had years back. I'm like, what the heck happened? I mean, I don't know. I have a few like close friends who are in the medical field. And honestly, they tell me about their experience and it sounds traumatizing for them okay <laughs> so everybody's traumatized. This. <laughs> this, is, this is what's going on so so how so like like how are they traumatized because and so i'm putting this out there i'm like so first of all i feel like they signed up for the medical profession yeah so i you, can tell you yeah oh go ahead i was gonna say you knew what the job was and and it's really sad for me to hear that because i also feel like they are actually better positioned than people coming to them, right? Like if you're going to a medical professional, you have a need that you can't solve on your own, that you are seeking professional attention for, that may be, I mean, you're the uncomfortable one. The medical right. professional should not be the uncomfortable individual in this. But sadly, I think the reality is that they are making it very uncomfortable for the practitioners. So so yeah, let's talk about your first point. I think our society glamorizes what it means to be a doctor in the medical field, like a lot. We've had, think about all the medical shows that were on when we were kids. Like why we have all these medical TV shows. First of all, that don't make sense. But second of all, it's, it's, <laughs> no, but like that is actually a tactic to get people to want to go into the field. Okay. Like that is specifically designed as a recruitment strategy. I can see that. Okay. Okay. And so but if you're watching the right ones, I would want to go in that profession. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ahead, so it dep depends on which ones you're watching. <laughs> but I think it's that the salary looks really sexy, yeah. right? Um, and for one of my really good friends, she was driven to the field because of like impact. Like she yeah. grew up in a community that was underserved and like she really wanted to be the change. And like that position gave her hope that she would be able to give back. Yeah. And what she found, though, through her experience is that it they made it really hard for her, um, specifically as a black woman in the field. Like there are so many things that are working against you, but also just generally like the type of sleep schedule people are on during yes. residency, yes. how much they pay you. You can't even make enough to live. Like <laughs> the conditions that are there, like it really is a hazing and the hazing goes on for so many years <laughs> and yeah. then they just turn around and expect you 
not to have any trauma from the experience that you've just undergone for, you know, 12 years. Like, so I think that the, the matriculation cycle and just the way that they've set up the pipeline, there's no, I am not surprised that it doesn't birth fruit, like in flowers, it births bitter people because they're in hella debt. They haven't slept in 12 years. They worked really hard. They haven't ate. Like they've been away from their family. Like they've had to postpone their lives. Like, why do you think that that people would be happy, go lucky to serve you after all that? Yeah. Well, it's funny though, because I, now that I'm hearing you say that though, I'm thinking like all of those things were administrative decisions, right? So the sucky part in this equation though, is that we've talked about the people being serviced and we've talked about the people who matriculate to be provide those services, but the people who set that context for those people to provide the service don't have anything to do with any of these audiences here, right. um, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, heard one of my friends, she told me that it's actually the more senior doctors, right? Mm-hmm. It really kind of hazing. Yeah. And so sometimes it's them reinforcing the bad things that were done to them by this mm-hmm. administration that we're talking about. Yeah. So they they become part of the system too, which is not good either. <laughs> like you also become part of the problem. And then on the nurse's side, I have a good friend who works the night shift. Like you not your body is not even meant to work nights. Especially not women. Yeah. Especially not women. And so doing that three days in a row or like doing that four times a week, like what kind of, and she's been hit, she's been spit on work, like all this craziness, not to mention COVID. Like I'm not even going to go there, but I think it's hard on those people. I have a lot of empathy for those people only because I know people who had that experience and have shared only a little bit of what they've gone through but I mean I get I get that experience though but at some point I think you need a reminder though about the people that they're servicing and that the people that they're servicing didn't do these things to them like like how they do didn't. we bring that up how do we make that real because I, I do agree that those are pressures but if it comes at the if it comes at the expense of the people that they're supposed to be servicing, I think there's a there's a line that says you no longer need to be in this profession, right? That that if this, if this changed your desire to service and help the people who need you, um, somebody should walk away. I think it's a lot easier said than done, right? After yeah. investing all those years, all that time, right? I think it's you have a specialized skill set that doesn't transfer well to any other field. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it in theory makes sense. But I also want to go back to your point about like, it's kind of like the system reinforcing all of this badness, but we also can't discount why are we using these healthcare services in the first place? Like our model is so reactive and like we really don't in this country have a really preventative model that exist and so the way that it's all situated in the first place where 
you're actually coming because this is your last <laughs> resort. Yeah. That's already putting a level of pressure on the situation that's already pretty fragile, right? And so I'm saying all this to say, I'm saying all this in like realizing, I don't know if we're going to come to a solution by the end of this conversation <laughs> because it's a system problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not only is it a system problem, I, I do think it's important what you just said though, is that, and, and also in order to be proactive, we actually don't need the doctors. So what mind frame, what mindset are individuals going to the doctor with? And maybe that is also impactful to the overall treatment of individuals in that space, right? So if I'm a person who I know I'm diabetic, but I ain't put the sugar down and I'm at the doctor because they ain't telling me they about to cut off my foot, um, you know, that must also be draining to that profession, right? to, to those people in that profession. Yeah, I think there's a level of, individual responsibility that we have to have and that I can tell you from personal experience it's so easy to shirk our responsibility on taking care of ourselves like to not work out every day is so easy to work out every day is so hard yeah yeah but you're right girl preach to the choir there But it's that everyday decision that we're making for ourselves that's putting us in the hospital. Yeah, I actually, I went to uh, Elevation yesterday and Pastor Furtick was like, it'd be much more amazing if the bad things were instant, (laughs) if it happened instantly. Like if you ate a cookie and you automatically saw... Like right, and you'd be like, I'm not eating that cookie. But the fact that everything is like prolonged, or like it takes an extended period of time to really make an impact, um, has allowed us to continually make bad decisions without it really us correlating the fact that this is the end result of just poor decisions. Uh, oh yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah. yeah, that is so good. Yeah, because then we be at the hospital getting our foot cut off <laughs> and you didn't forgot about the cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't have been there if you wouldn't have ate that cookie. Yeah. So I'm like that cookie two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, that cookie for two years. <laughs> for two years. Yes. Every day for two years. <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, I think, uh, and I'm like, uh, sighing because like this is something I'm trying to actively reprogram my mind right now about this and it is literally so hard and it I is. think and I think about us growing up like nobody was exercising nobody no adult was well, going oh, no, wait, to wait, a wait, gym wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> we were poor sorry remember this all the way <laughs> until I was 16 I exercised every day because I had to walk to the city bus <laughs> you right I'm so- I was so it was embedded in our lifestyle. But I was thinking, I was thinking about the adults though, like because yeah. now I have to like I gotta put it in my schedule to yeah. go work out. And and by the way, it's normal. So so I, I do think that you're touching up something though, because it's normal not to be activity in our culture, right? So mm-hmm. when, when you say I want to go work out, that's like an additive thing to the people around you, right? Like it's not like Everybody should be working out for some period right. of the day. Uh, no. yeah. And so it's, it's culturally Crazy. not normal to do that. It's not at all. Yeah. yeah. I went to, I went to a conference in Ohio. 
a few weeks ago and I was talking to this lady. She, we were talking pickleball, y'all, has like number one, that literally. Wait, it, it was a comment about Jamie Foxx that kicked it all off, wasn't it? They said he was playing pickleball. That, no, it so came out of they nowhere. Said, they said that he was so right after he got sick or whatever happened to Jamie Foxx, they said that he was out playing pickleball and it was on the breakfast club. They were like, what is pickleball? <laughs> Listen. I've just been hearing about pickleball this year, but yes, apparently yes, it's become yes. a national craze over the last several years. <laughs> yes. And they already have champions and stuff. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, anyway, that's besides what I, I, I gotta look it up now. Sorry, side up. I gotta look up pickleball. I'm, so what it is. I'm about to go take some pickleball <laughs> lessons for real. Cause like I feel like I'm out of the loop. But anyways, I'm at this conference and she's we're at a conference, mind you, like out of state. <laughs> at yeah. a conference she had like some family with her she's like yeah we're gonna go play pickleball they played pickleball every night for like three hours as a family while they're oh, wow. at a conference out of state like, wow. okay she, let's see. i didn't know what her culture was but maybe asian or specific pacific island or something like that but okay. but i'm just like it is just like, that's just what her family does. Like, it's not like they're going to work out. They're just going to spend quality time as a family. And it is a physical activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even my partner, like, we talk, he does, he played tennis as a child, like, his whole life. And he would just go play tennis with his family. Like, that's just what everybody... We didn't do any of that. <laughs> we did not do that. <laughs> Why did I do that at? <laughs> Where did I do that? But I'm just like, it is like, it has to become like that though. Like it has to become a part of your lifestyle and it can't just be like, I have to go to the gym because the decision not to go to the gym is so it's easy. easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it has to be like a part of the culture that you're creating within your family, within your friend circle, what have you. Where like, it is, it's tied to fun. It's tied to quality time. It's tied to the things that you already enjoy doing anyways. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I haven't thought about that in a while. Uh, I like it. Not that that's on topic. <laughs> that preventative care. Preventative care, because my whole point is that we shouldn't be showing up at the hospital anyways. <laughs> While it's too late, you about to get your foot cut off. That was my point. Okay, got it. No, but y'all, I'm completely off topic, so I'm just going to close it out there. Any final words you have for the people? You went a little off, but it made sense. You got it. You, got it. <laughs> you, you know, we always come, bring it back. Um. Any final reflections? I would say thinking about healthcare, the one thing that, you know, the lesson that I've learned over all of these years we've had family in hospital is just like advocating for yourself and learning for yourself. The system is so complicated and convoluted for absolutely no reason. And I don't even think half the people in it understand it, but you really do have to go the extra mile when your care, the people that you love, their care is at risk um, because you cannot rely on the people to tell you. Yeah, I, I think that's good. But I would also say that think about your own power in it too. So like the conversation about 
working out or, or doing things. Do what you can do beforehand. One of the things that's been really interesting to me about the internet is I've learned a lot of, about a lot of a lot of natural remedies. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so there's stuff that you can do. Don't just depend on a medical professional to take control of your life. Like like see what you can do to to be a part of the solution and not just complain about what's there today. I love it. All right, y'all, be a part of the solution. Snapping my fingers. Until next time, I'm your girl, Ava Marie. And I'm Shana Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly.